Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now... And Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. The noise pollution. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also, Rob Kendall here to go off the rails from the Kendall and Casey Show. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Something uh, I heard you guys talking about earlier this morning on the show and I don't know if you came right out and said it, but it was I think it was a good question. Was Bob Knight, you know, the passing of Bob Knight, was Bob Knight bigger than the IU brand? Was uh, he bigger than IU? Oh, I th- yeah, I think so. And, I mean, you think about, you look at the split after Knight was fired. There's a whole bunch of people like me who went 20 years and never watched IU basketball in protest. Now, look at that as a grown man. I'm like, well, that was kind of ridiculous. But, <laughs> but still, the passion was so strong that over the coach – Hey, I was cheering. Uh, full disclosure, I was cheering for the Red Raiders way more than the Hoosiers sure. when Bob Knight was the yeah. Texas Tech head coach. I watch a lot of Texas Tech games. Yeah. And and so, I, I look, I, I just think I – t- I told the story earlier on the air. When I was a little kid, I must have been five or six, my dad and I went to watch a high school basketball game where there were like multiple of these kind of, you know, big-time Indiana high school basketball recruits. And there's several famous coaches there, and they're in the stands and whatever. And Knight walks in the building like midway through the game. It's not like he announced himself. It's not like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Knight. There's not a spotlight on him. He simply walks up the ramp and into the gym, and everybody stops watching the game, thousands of people, and there's this audible gasp. Like the air was sucked out of the room almost. And everybody just starts looking at this guy just standing in the corner by himself <laughs> and nobody's watching the game anymore i mean that was bob knight he was bigger than he was bigger than the program itself and just a few minutes ago we spoke with steve alford and did you catch part of that conversation where he says when he was coming up as a you know pretty good high school basketball player he just wanted to play for his dad and bob knight it wasn't i wanted to play for indiana yeah it's i wanted to be good oh, enough yeah. to play for my dad and bob knight or, he named individuals remember the famous damon bailey thing after he wins that state championship i'm knight's boy now is the the famous quote that will oh, wow. live on forever i mean look at Bob Knight is on the Mount Rushmore of all-time Indiana people, right? If you were to take four people that most, and we've done this before on our, our show with you, if you take the people who most define when people think of Indiana, Bob Knight is is up there. I mean, I right. don't know. Maybe if you count Lincoln being from Indiana, maybe he's ahead of, <laughs> of Knight. But, I mean, there's not many people. And the thing is, he was flawed. He's not perfect. I don't think anybody in this room is saying Bob Knight was perfect and you can't criticize him in any way. But about 95% of the players, if you listen to them speak, they are willing to run through a wall for that dude. Like, he made them work. He taught them life lessons, made them go to class. You know, it was all about toughness. Every player that we've spoken to today and every interview that I've heard over the last 24 hours, those were the things that all were the common denominator. Yeah, and again, you just look at it, It's more than just the success as a coach. It was the persona as the person, right? Yeah. There was so much intrigue, you know, kind of just 
urban legend. I mean, you said it earlier. Uh, maybe sort of became a caricature of right. himself. Sure. I mean, he's in the anger management movie. Uh, you know, with Adam Sandler. It's just all of these things about. And I look, about here that. is how I would define Bob Knight. And I think when we go, the number one thing you leave behind is how did you make other people feel. And yes, Bob Knight punched a cop in Puerto Rico. Yes, Bob Knight, you know, allegedly stuck some soiled toilet paper in some kid's <laughs> face. Bob Knight, you know, threw a potted plant allegedly across the, uh, you know, the athletic office. Bob Had Knight some threw- interesting thoughts on sexual assault. I mean, all of these things. <laughs> but for the average person, especially people our age, a little older, our memories of him are 95% super fond. And he's the guy who made us feel good about staying up late on school nights to watch IU basketball and doing that with your parents and going to IU basketball games and the joys of winning and then shooting hoops in the driveway, pretending to be Calbert Chaney or Steve Alford. And, uh, you know, it's just Bob Knight created that, right? And and so if 95% to 5% is is positive, great, warm, incredible feelings – that's a pretty good life. I wonder, and I asked Calbert Cheney the same thing. Uh, he was seemed impervious to criticism and or pressure. Uh, and I asked Calbert, I was like, did you ever see anything behind the scenes that said otherwise? He's going, oh, no. No, 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 no. The criticism, at least we never saw. I mean, I maybe wonder if that's more of a question for his family, for Pat Knight. I mean, I wonder if it, it got to him at all. Do you think it ever, ever really took a toll on, on Coach Knight? So Jay Billis wrote an interesting article for ESPN last night. It's a fabulous piece. Billis uh, played for Duke and then has been a commentator and writer at ESPN for years. He did basketball with Knight when Knight worked at ESPN. And he tells this story about how when Tom Crean first got elected, or elected, selected to be IU's coach, they have, you know, he does this big thing when he gets picked about, hey, we love Bob Knight. We want Bob Knight to come back. All the people that did this to you are gone. We love you. Come on back. And they play this game in the, I think it was in Madison Square Garden. Knight's doing the game for ESPN or the the commentary or the, you know, right. side of the yeah. pregame show, whatever. IU wins and everybody's encouraging Knight. Hey, go into the locker room and see those guys and tell them they did a great job. Kareen loves you. None of these people are here anymore. You would just, it would bring the house down if you went in there and I said, no, no, I don't, I don't want to make it about me. And according to Billis, Tony LaRussa calls him manager for the Cardinals at the time and says, you gotta, you gotta do this, Bob. You know, they, they love you. You're, you're great. And finally he just snaps at LaRussa and says something to the effect of darn it. I'm not over it yet. And I think that is the only time where you really saw that oh. something bothered Bob Knight, which he was so hurt. The way he left IU. Because he loved that yeah. place so much. And maybe he was a little disappointed in himself. I don't know. But the fact that he went down for, hey, Knight, what's up? Just seemed yeah. like an unfair ending right. to, to Bob Knight, didn't it? Right. And there definitely was some angst. Like that interview that he did with Dan Patrick where he went on a national radio show and said, I hope everybody there dies. Like in terms of <laughs> the people that let him go well, at I Indiana. It, it's And maybe it's like, and who knows, you know, the bell tolls for all of us here eventually. And who knows how each one of us will go out. But it's like, you know, I look at it as. I've given everything I have to this radio station for seven years, and I'd like to think that'll be ultimately rewarded. But uh, the reality is we work in radio, and there'll come a time where they'll tell you your services are no longer required. It's probably part of what Knight felt, but picture doing it for 29 years, right? Where every day you come in and you love your job and you love the people around and you give everything you possibly can to something. And then to be told, let's face it again, of all the stuff they let him do, and then for grabbing some kid's arm, they were looking to get rid of him. And he knew that. And so, yeah, it just just sucks that's the way he went out. 
And this kind of happens whenever a high-profile figure passes away. You've got people writing things on social media. Sports writer in the Indy Star writes this backhanded uh story about Bob Knight, former sports reporters in this city, almost celebrating the fact that Bob Knight has passed away. Your thoughts on those type of people? Because it's not just with Bob Knight. You'll see it, I'm sure, when Donald Trump ultimately passes away or Joe Biden, whoever, the people that like to crap on you the moment that you die. Well, and, uh, you know, it's no different than these people who are having aneurysms because we were in the Washington Post yesterday. I mean, it's just people who look for misery. Like, where is the, the excuse to be miserable in all of this? And I will pursue that avenue. And what was the Washington Post story in case yeah, people don't and hear? Were you the focal point of that story? Because I couldn't, I saw the screenshot yeah. of you guys being mentioned and Hammer, you were mentioned. That, that must have been the when you do your daily hit with them. Uh, no, what, it was what, Safety what, Guy, right? The, uh, the what do yeah, they call Yeah, the focal them? point was one of the safety ambassadors, like the Aldi's version of the 10-point coalition <laughs> that Hogsett hired to walk around the city. <laughs> and, and so... Okay. Uh, it was about him, and then obviously they got different views on how safe the city was and what things are being done. And one of the things they did, the, the writer spent a, d- a day with us on our show and followed us around, and we were quoted in there. And we were obviously pointing out factual stuff about the city, that there is a serious issue with homelessness. There is a serious issue with public safety. There is a serious issue with being out, just walking around after dark. I don't think that any of those things are controversial or any reasonable person would go, well, that's totally out of line. And yet, the, there are these people on social media who two days later have wasted who knows how much time attempting to troll us over that opinion. <laughs> these are the people that like will post a photo of themselves having a beer. I don't see any crime outside on Monument Circle right now. They're those types of people. And, yeah. they're, and they're just so... And so it's the same brand of people, though, that they can't wait to write something bad about Bob Knight. Was Bob Knight controversial? Yes, absolutely. And is the chair throwing and the uh, cop punching and the, you know, alleged toilet paper? I mean, they're like the audio, the leaked audio of him. I'm not losing to Purdue. It's part of his thing, but it's not the thing. The thing is he was a phenomenal basketball coach and he raised all sorts of great men who have contributed to society. His kids graduated. He ran a clean program. Like the controversial stuff to me is like number nine on the list. And it's, you know, one through eight is all the great things that he did. There was another story yesterday. They got buried because of the Bob Knight news. And I want to get your thoughts on that when we come back, okay? Yeah, let's do it. We're going off the rails. It's Rob Kendall with us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. We are back going off the rails with Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. He joins us here on Hammer and Nigel. So, Rob, yesterday before the Bob Knight news uh, came out late in the afternoon early evening the biggest story was that donald trump had endorsed mike braun in his gubernatorial race but then the bob knight story dropped and man so did that story about mike braun oh it was just terrible timing for braun because i think i saw that they saw the post from trump was like 541 and then i think the news about night started to leak out maybe a little after seven so it's evening so you're not getting a lot of bump out of it anyway and then you've got like an hour and 15 minutes where you're the story. And then, of course, nobody's talking about it after that. So what should have been a huge thing for Braun largely got swept under the rug. Now, he'll get residual good out of it based on, you know, be able to run ads endorsed by Donald Trump. Maybe Trump will cut an ad for him, et cetera. But in terms of the actual news cycle, 
he took what should have been the main story and he got basically nothing out of it. And so it's a big deal that he got the Trump endorsement, right? That oh, is a huge deal. It totally think? helps him. Here is the thing, though. And if I were Chambers, who has infinite money, and I was Doden, who has infinite money, and I was Curtis, who's the primary rival to, to Braun, Donald Trump's endorsement does not explain why you voted for the largest tax increase in Indiana state history that goes up every year and harms people every year, which is the gas tax. No amount of endorsement or anything else. And if I were those guys, I would be running ads on a loop because you have huge leverage. Doden didn't vote to do it. Chambers didn't vote to do it. Curtis Hill didn't vote to do it. I would be putting all my resources into forcing Mike Braun to explain why he stands behind voting to raise the taxes more than on a single act than anything in state history, what benefit we've gotten out of it, and why we should trust him with taxpayer money when he's a part of when he's the governor i mean I, to me it's a made for thing and and i don't care who endorses you cap calloway could endorse you D- you know to me it do- that doesn't <laughs> That's a matter solid solid reference First right popped in my head cab calloway i don't know i don't know why you know how my mind works <laughs> well many the moocher <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know uh, uh got about a minute and a half left here with rob kendall this is the last off the rails until the Big election on Tuesday, Indianapolis mayor yeah. race. Yeah. Your thoughts as we head on into election day? Well, look, I think Boss Hogsett's going to win. Shreve has done nothing to differ- differentiate himself of substance. Now, from wait a minute. He yes. just came out with the property tax plan a couple days ago. Boy, it probably would have been a good idea <laughs> to do that. When you started your campaign! <laughs> I mean, what a great idea. The property tax thing is brilliant. It's a great idea. Why weren't you making that the central part of your campaign instead of going after law-abiding gun owners? Think of you to add four months to tell people how he will limit your property taxes. What a great narrative. What a great way to distinguish yourself. What a great way to define yourself in the debates. It doesn't matter now. Nobody, it just seems like just a desperation ploy. Somebody asked me the other day, so what's the mayor's race in Indy about? And my answer was, well, a bunch of stuff that the mayor can't do. Yeah, I just, it, it, what a, <laughs> they both want to do, you know, gun control, which a mayor can't do. You need state approval for. They're talking about abortion, which a mayor has no say on in the state of Indiana. It's a bunch of crap that honestly these guys agree on that they can't do. Yeah, I just look. It's these two guys have run pathetic campaigns, and I think Shreve's going to wake up the after election and go, "I wasted twenty million bucks on this." I mean, I don't know what the final number is going to be, but it's like. What, what did you get for your money? Uh, you're just some guy who lost. I mean, maybe you'll win. I don't know. But I, do you, you're a Marion County resident. Do you see any enthusiasm for Shreve whatsoever? None. Yeah. Zero. What is coming up on your award-nominated program tomorrow? Well, I don't know if you guys know, but I put Casey in charge of the show now, so she really dictates everything that oh. makes it on the template, so uh, which is wh- what, why is the show so much better these days? You wash, <laughs> you wash your hands clean yeah, of I just it, said, right? I just said, look, I'm going to be great no matter what you come up with. So uh, Talking Notre Dame football yeah. for about three hours tomorrow. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, no, Susan Beckwith will be with us for Mind Your Manners to make everybody a decent, more decent member of society. How about that for a tease? Special thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show.